a playlist original. What's up? It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I feel like my voice is like low and sexy and gravelly. Maybe it doesn't sound like that at all to you, but I um, I'm boy sick, <laughs> which means I have like the mildest of colds, but I'm acting like I am on my deathbed and someone needs to wheel me out to seed. <laughs> like... you know feel the salt air one last time before I pass but um (laughs) I'm so glad you're here this is such a fun episode Kelly from the boobies and newbies podcast is here and we get into so much fun stuff and it's a long one so this is going to be super quick I just want to say there's so much going on in the states with these like anti-abortion laws and if you just need a little bit of break from the fucking dire straits of the world I hope that I can provide that to you. I was just reflecting about how on, I think my first bonus episode of the podcast, literally almost four years ago, reproduction rights were all in peril in the US um, again, and it fucking sucks that it hasn't changed or it's gotten worse. So if you're feeling helpless, I understand you can always slide into my DMs and I'll put some things in the episode show notes. Uh, I don't know, some resources or places to donate to or things to check out. Anyways, here is my conversation with Kelly. I hope you enjoy. I'm back with a very special guest. Kelly from the Boobies and Newbies podcast is here. Kelly, how are you? I am great. It is always a treat and honor to chat with you. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad that we've been able to reconnect because you were on the podcast, I believe like about a year ago. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is I I feel like one of the topics we're talking about has some tangential relationship to something we talked about a year ago, which just goes to show you how often Pete Davidson is in the news. Yes, yes. Yes, because we talked about (laughs) Pete Davidson at the time he was dating Phoebe Divener from from Bridgerton. Bridgerton. (laughs) And he's just, yeah. Oh my goodness. Isn't that's that wild? so funny. Yes. That I will say, doing a pop culture podcast, it does really show you how there's like just 10 people in the world and like everyone has like a six degree connection. It's true. And honestly, I feel like it all leads back to the Kardashians, like in one it way does. or another. It does. One day I am going to do an episode that's just like the Kardashians, the <laughs> Jenners, because and then it branches off to the Hadids mm-hmm, and like just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I will get there one day. And I will listen to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast if you're you're new to them. Absolutely. So I host a little podcast called Boobies and Newbies. It is a romance novel review podcast, although I also interview authors from time to time. And I'm excited that I'm kind of launching some new things this summer, too. I'm trying to branch out from just reviewing romance. I like to kind of lead into more having discussions about 
the romance genre and like conventions to be found in that and tropes and how we can apply things we learn from reading romance to our own lives and vice versa. So the whole concept behind Boobies and Newbies is that I am a longtime reader of romance. And for many, many years, I had friends and family and even teachers tease me about my love for romance. And I thought, well, hey, what better way to start a podcast than to start one about something that I love and also have a way to kind of get back at all those people and say, Mm -hmm. you can't judge a book, let alone an entire genre. (laughs) By its cover. Yeah, (laughs) until you at least give it a shot. And so the whole concept is I bring on a a romance reading newbie to read and review what is perhaps their very first romance novel, aside from the people who started with either Twilight, Nicholas Sparks, or Fifty Shades of Grey. Those are like the three caveats. Yes, yes, because that once upon a time, I was that newbie. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I've had you on the show, which was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I'm in my fifth season now. It's It's been a, a great learning experience. It's been something that's led to a lot of opportunities that I never really kind of imagined. Um, and so... I'm I'm pleased to be here and chat about romance, pop culture, reality shows, yes. all of the above. Yes, because so it's actually really interesting, like also how like fate <laughs> fate brought us together, just like a romance novel. But like it was so weird how I feel like it's weird how I came on your podcast mm-hmm. and it was we recorded, I feel like really early January or even December. We did. It was a January episode for sure. I remember it being like a winter at a cabin romance. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And then like literally that year, I feel like romance has taken such a pop culture turn Mm -hmm. with shows like Bridgerton. Bridgerton, so I, definitely. Like, it just has like all woven together. Or even, are you watching The Courtship? Okay, so I started it and I kind yeah. of fell off the bandwagon because it wasn't exactly what I hoped it would be. And so I yes, yes. I stopped watching, although my good friend Liz, she has a, a YouTube channel called Reader Seeks Romance and she's been doing recap episodes for every single episode. So that's kind of been oh, I love that. how I've been keeping up with it. <laughs> yes, yes. I I feel like it's this show that I will get to, but I haven't cracked into it yet. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like romance like novels have had such a like resurgence in pop culture. It's true. Or just mainstream media. Yeah. And what's interesting is, you know, for anybody who's ever mocked romance I'll have you know it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry like this is I feel like it's the biggest genre is it that is a fact huge that it's like, yeah multi-billion yeah. dollars per year of this genre yeah. and I think Bridgerton is much like Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey were kind of a great gateway to get people interested yes my only hope is that that continues and grows and the genre gets to spread its wings in mainstream media because I even even with you know like we're going to talk about today with Met Gala I feel like so much of that is inspired by this moment that Bridgerton is having but 
there are so many more romance novels than Bridgerton. There is so yeah, much and more. Like Regency, yeah, London. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I'm excited for this shift in your podcast also because a lot of your content on social media has really again like it's like my intersecting interest mm-hmm. because a lot of your content is shining a light on some of romance the genres like failings of yes like really heteronormative yes one type of body like one type of love story mm-hmm. and stuff like that and you rightfully criticize that but also show and recommend books of like all different types of love stories etc so that that's what I've been enjoying and different types of sex and like every mm-hmm. Like everything I try. I try because I I love to read a little bit of everything. I feel like it's made me not only a more well-rounded reader, but also given me, you know, I know it's fiction, but it really does provide you with a lot of insight into what other relationships look like that are less traditional than your own, perhaps, and what yes. other experiences look like. And and it has, the genre as a whole has been traditionally a very cisgendered, white, het yes. woman space. And yeah. thankfully, that's shifting, that's changing, but... Yeah, I I think the best critics come from within within whatever that world is. And the reason I point out things that I think are maybe shortcomings in romance is because I love the genre. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's not because I have a problem. I mean, I do have problems with it, but it's not because (laughs) I hate it or I'm making fun of it. It's because I love it and I want it to do better and be better for everybody. Yeah. I love that. And that's like literally why I talk about reality TV and pop culture. Because it's the same for me. Like, I love it so much, but we also need to look at it with a critical eye because it informs so much of our lives. And I feel like maybe romance novels to a lesser extent, but rom-coms like definitely dictate a lot of the, you know, way that people envision relationships. Absolutely. Especially if you grew up in the 90s and you... You cut your teeth on Kate Hudson, Matthew McConaughey rom-coms of like 2002. You had a very skewed perspective of what (laughs) what romance was supposed to be. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, that's so true. Oh my goodness. So speaking of Bridgerton, Mm -hmm. season two... Yeah, let me have it. Was, yeah, it was a wild ride <laughs> because it wasn't a wild ride. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I I definitely think like some in some ways the show is finding its footing. I agree. Which is great and like finding where it wants to go mm-hmm. and who they want to focus on and what types of stories they want to focus on. But I think... The one thing that I'll say about it, there's many things, but like I was just way expecting way more sex and I didn't read the books beforehand. Mm-hmm. So it's like I probably maybe I because I know it's a slow burn like right. enemies to love like but I was just like, hi, like again, my favorite type of TV show is softcore porn. Yeah. So oh, me too, girl. I'm waiting. Mm. I'm waiting for I was waiting for it. It's I'm Okay. I'm of a couple minds as far as Bridgerton season two goes. So you and I have talked about this before. Before I moved away from L.A., I used to work in the wonderful world of television. And (laughs) the one side of me, the screenwriting side, I 
I feel like we got so used to, at least in the first season, it was almost a direct book to show adaptation. Right. And right. season two was not that. They they strayed from it in a lot of ways. And I can look beyond that as like the romance reader. Like I'm not somebody that's so wedded to the material where I'm going to get upset about them changing things. But I just was like, well, you set this expectation with season one that I'm getting a, a an adaptation of the book. And then you go mm-hmm. and make season two and make it so different. Like there are so mm-hmm. many different plot changes in season two. And then on top of that, I don't, I think season two could have been three episodes with the, um, with like yeah. what was in there. I, I did not see, I was so disappointed by the character development in all the other characters aside from Kate and Anthony. Like Kate and Anthony had chemistry for days. I was so into those two actors and what they brought to the roles, but they did not develop anybody else. And there's like eight or nine books in this series. You have material to work with. So I'm just kind of wondering moving forward if they should limit it to one you know, one couple per season, or if we can just start working in, you know, arcs and relationships when they happen and have it be a little more fluid than drawing it out to, you know, eight episodes of stares and long gazes. (laughs) Yes. Which like I loved because I'm like, wow, they're just like panting. And, and like, I love a I'm slow burn. Riveted. I do. I love yes, a slow burn. Yeah. But like, you're right, because there was just one too many times, like after she had the accident on the horse and then she was like, still like, I can't do this. And I was like, OK, that's like one too many times. <laughs> like, it was it was just the same thing. And I have this problem when I read romance, too. And this isn't, you know, to say this isn't every romance novel, but I just I cannot stand repetition. I cannot mm-hmm. stand the same thing happening over and over again or being told the same thing over and over again like I want to move the story and the characters forward if you're not doing that what are you doing what is the point of this scene what is the point of this moment yeah Totally. Yeah, I agree. And it does seem like from what I've read that they are moving it more to on like covering the ensemble cast. Mm. But again, I'm like nervous because that would also be like another tonal shift. Yeah. And I'm like, again, it's hard to pick it. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard because I feel like they just set such a they set the tone with season one that then I think season two either From what I've heard, season two has been very polarizing. People loved it. Or they were like, what's going on? This did not measure up. And then for me, as somebody who has read the books, I know like which couples are supposed to come next. But Mm -hmm. I think from the way they've set it up, I'm almost expecting Penelope and Colin to be the next. Because season two contained so much of their storyline. Yes. Yes, 100%. But it's supposed to be Benedict. Yeah. 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 I also cannot stand Colin in the show. Like, not the actor oh my per God. se, but just he, the character. Yes. I, I hate him so much. He's actually, like, the person <laughs> I'm, 
like hate the most. In yes, the, like I like I like the Featheringtons and shit like way better than him. I'm like you don't deserve Penelope. This is not. No, this is no. not fair for her. Yeah, he's such a drip. Yeah, even <laughs> especially in this season, I was just like, I hate you so yep. much. Yeah, I also just think that, or I just hope that Hollywood takes cues from Bridgerton mm-hmm. and just adapts way more. There's so many books I read in the romance genre that I'm like, oh my God, this would be such a good movie. Well, and no shade to Bridgerton, but there are so many better historical better romances. There, yeah. there are so many. In fact, I'm going to talk about one later because it does relate to the Met Gala. But it's it's just, I don't know. I, I Not only should they be adapting more, but they need to diversify what they're adapting. Like, it's, yes. I've seen Bridgerton. I've seen The Hating Game, which I think they actually did a a pretty good adaptation of. Yes, I loved that. I thought that one was great. But again, there's just, there's so much. There's so much more. And there's just, there's a lot better stuff to choose from. 100%. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And again, they know it's so lucrative. So it's just so confusing to me, like, how we've had such a, I feel like, lull in the rom-com, yeah. especially genre. And yeah, so. Although that new we'll Sandra see. Bullock, Channing Tatum movie, like, slayed at the box office, too. Oh, did it? Yeah, people loved it. And so it was it was just one more example of, like, why aren't we, why aren't we yes. doing this? Why aren't we yes. capitalizing on this? Yes, yes. As gross as that is to say, like, that usually is the driving force. So, like, it's, I don't know. It's just so weird to me. Yeah. Let's get into, well, like, more <laughs> more juicy uh, Really content. juicy. Like, if you Net- thought Netflix Bridgerton was juicy. <laughs> this, like, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're going to talk about 365 this day. We're going to talk about Pete and Kim and then I think really briefly and then let's get into the Met Gala because um, that happened today and it was so much fun looking at all the dresses. So good. So 365 this day is a Netflix original movie. It came out like a week ago, really recently. I didn't know that they were doing a sequel because (laughs) which like I don't know why because like it was such a again polarizing movie but it was successful like finance financially so i'm like okay why wouldn't they do this but 365 came out two years ago um Mm -hmm. there was a lot of backlash because the plot is that a mafia i don't know like italian uh mafia dude yeah mafia boss yeah (laughs) i kidnaps this Polish woman and says you have 365 days to fall in love with me and if you don't I'll release you so he essentially kidnaps her mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm saying essentially he kidnaps her he does. Like, <laughs> and then they actually she actually does fall in love with that with him so like all's well that ends well I guess but it was really polarizing because it's like hey this is kind of like a gross depiction of a relationship and then mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. because this sex scenes were like fucking insane like I feel like not what you would expect in like any of like the raunchiest shows you've like ever seen oh yeah like Pornhub could take notes like yes, for real yes. on <laughs> the like- level of of smut for sure like, there was literal 
articles being like, was it actually them having sex? And they, I'm pretty sure some of the actors like actually had to be like, no, it like it was acting. Wouldn't shock me though. Could have fooled me. (laughs) (laughs) Did you read the books? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) here's here's where we'll start with this. 365 Days, the the one that came out a couple years ago. It's based on a series of three books. It's I don't know what the deal is with all of the books that have followed Twilight having to be this like three book like trilogy. Tri- this trilogy mm. romance like, oh god, why are they going to stay together? It's, yeah, we know they are. Um cuz 50 Shades of Grey, same thing. This one basically sounds like the European version of Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's it's based on it, it's Polish. It's based on a po- their Polish stories. And so I want to say at the time that they developed the first movie, it was still relatively unknown here in the United States at least. I'm sh- I'm sure Canada was probably the same. And um the books I don't think had been adapted into English at that point. And so I guess they have now because I think of the success of the first movie that sort of like then launched like, oh, well, people loved this and they want to know what happens next, especially since it ends on a cliffhanger. So we got to get these books out there so people can read them before the next movie comes out. And sadly, there is still a third a third one to come. I know, because I didn't know that, even though I don't know why I didn't think that there was going to be a third one when, spoiler alert, another cliffhanger. <laughs> Laura gets shot at the end. But I, so I was like, oh, yeah. And then I read when I was doing research like about this movie for this outline I was like oh there's a third one coming so like Mm -hmm. I'll I'll set my like reminder on my Netflix (laughs) wait so have you watched it yet yes I yes okay yes and like I like yes I saw the gun scene and then I still didn't clue in that there would be a third one and I think that's because at the end of the first one there was a car crash that just was not addressed. Never addressed. In the second one. So I was like, why I mean, would this be addressed? No, watch watch the third movie pick up like six <laughs> yeah, months yeah. later. She's like five months pregnant. Yes, and yes. there's no mention of her like almost bleeding out ever. Yes, like yes. It, it was this was this movie was such a wild ride. Like I did a I did a little um, a, a TikTok mm-hmm. about it where I was like, basically, if you just need to boil it all down to like a one sentence summary, 365 days this day is a two hour erotic music video. Yes, I, yes, yes. I really think like Netflix, Pornhub and Spotify like got into a room together and were like, what can we do? And yeah, yeah. they just, this they just yeah, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we got this covered. Or, or they started like selling like music spots to pop artists. artists. Yeah. And then they're like, well, we, we just keep selling them. So we'll just keep going and cut out the plot <laughs> of the movie because it was all. There doesn't need to be dialogue. No, there was. <laughs> if you take out the music montages in this movie, there is probably 20 minutes. There's probably 20 <laughs> minutes left. Literally. Like, honestly, maybe less. Like, like. I might, I might, I don't want to rewatch it. I might rewatch it just to, just and to count time, just to time the minutes. <laughs> Honestly, because there was montages of them shopping, 
walking on the beach, learning how to surf, eating spaghetti. Yep. <laughs> More walking. And I And the sex, obviously. And yes, and fucking tons of sex. But like yeah. I started <laughs> counting the montages at like the hour mark. So I'm sure I'm missing like mm-hmm. a billion. It was so wild. But <laughs> if you I was thinking, like, if people are listening to this, um, they're like, should I check this movie out? A don't no. <laughs> like, like, like fucking don't but if you do you have to be into tv where you put it on in the background and then you clean your entire apartment you'll basically be listening to a soundtrack <laughs> yes. like because there's no movie like and yeah, look yeah. i i know a good amount of people who have seen this who are like well kelly i didn't go into it for the plot and i'm like no 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 that's fair like yeah. i understand yeah. If you're just looking for like some soft core that's honestly pretty hardcore. Yes. Yes. Okay. We'll have to talk about that too. Totally fine. Like, again, I think Netflix is onto something here with like the content they're putting out because people love to watch and love to talk about sex. Mm. However, there is, there is no, no story. I mean, it's a movie. Like, I just. Yes. I don't know what to tell people when they ask about it because there's just, uh, there's so many gaps. There's so much I just don't understand about it. So I think like one of the biggest plot holes is that he has an evil twin brother. Oh, talk about like a classic trope. Although I think it's more soap opera tropey than romance trophy for sure absolutely and I I'm assuming it's played by the same actor but when I saw them close up I was like it's really <laughs> does not look like him <laughs> he looks strung out AF yes, as like the yes. evil twin well and then my question is you have the evil twin are we allowed are we giving spoilers like are we telling people about this fine film that they shouldn't watch <laughs> <laughs> yes I think this is a spoiler heavy episode <laughs> yes so not only does what's his face Massimo I think that's his name yes does he have an evil twin whose name I honestly couldn't be bothered to remember but there's there's also the introduction of like a third dude named Nacho yeah yeah which I'm just like that seems both lazy and racist to me and it's and he's the um like alternative love interest I guess yeah that was so weird to me because she just like left with him (laughs) like she got sexy gardener yes and then like didn't check in on anything even though it's like if it's a gardener working still for like a mafia boss like you should probably check in on like so random like I it's just there's so much going on and at the same time nothing yeah because you just you don't care about any of these people Um, honestly it just gets boring watching them fuck all the time because that's all they do like there's a scene at Christmas where she's like you just wait until we get back to our place and I'll give you what I got you for Christmas and it's it's her like you know, spoiler alert, it's her. And I'm just like, he has that every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, that. that is really the worst gift. It's like when you forget to get someone something and you're like, oh, well, it's 
it's it's me like it's me it's the same it's almost the same sentiment as like men buying women lingerie so that they can wear it for them I'm just like what yes yeah that makes (sighs) no sense but yeah I think it was because she was wearing the same outfit or it was like in the same room as maybe the first time they had sex or something like that but yeah, so wild. But I will say you're right. It wasn't softcore because Mm-mm. it's not Bridgerton where there's like nice lighting and like tasteful music yes, renditions. Yes, yes. <laughs> and like they're not in like a field. There was like butt plugs and like cups yeah, I, and stuff. I will say I do appreciate the the variety of sex that they have. Like, I love that there's some toys. I love that there's, like, some mutual masturbation. I like that we're, you know, bringing in all sorts of stuff. I'm like, that's great. They do it in the shower. They do it up against every fucking window that they can find. They do it outside. But I, yeah, I'm like, you would think that that would be enough. Like, I'm sure some people are listening who haven't watched it that are like, well, I don't watch my porn for the story. And it's like, uh, yeah, no, I understand. But it's it's not. But when you go to watch porn, you go to watch porn. Like, you know. Yes, this is we were going to watch a movie. <laughs> right. And, and, and it's like, you know, it's going to be sexy because like the first one was set up that way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it wasn't even sexy. Like, I think you can watch people having sex and it not be sexy. And that's how I felt like through most of the movie was I was like, these people don't put off any kind of heat together whatsoever. Yes. Okay. That's the other thing I wanted to say is like I enjoyed Kate and Anthony's panting more than I did. These people like literally having agreed crazy sex. Yeah. Like 100%. I, was li- I was literally watching it like deadpan. <laughs> Yeah, I would just I would literally look up from the computer and be like, wait, they're doing it again. Yeah. Is this the same scene? Like, I don't I want I'm not sure. I watched it in two sittings. Yep. And when I returned it on after like 20 seconds, I think she was fucking nacho. It might have been a dream. <laughs> But I was like, I don't know. It was just so weird that I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, it's just no. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted any, to see that. any connection with anybody. Yeah, in this movie. yeah. Oh, and then they add in her friend having a romance with some other um, mafia guy. And I'm like, look, as much as I'm here for like the friends getting their story, I'm like, you just added another couple that's going to be having these fuck fests yeah, like throughout yeah. this movie that yeah. nobody cares about. No one cares about her and her friend. Yeah, and then they they tried to weave in like her her parents and the Chris, the Christmas stuff. Garbage. <laughs> Complete trash, all of it. <laughs> and they're like at the Christmas dinner table like full on making out. Yep. Oh, my God. It, it's awful. It bothers well, it, me so much. I haven't read these books, mind you. Yeah. And I do follow a YouTuber who read the second book a few months ago in preparation for the movie coming out and kind of did a deep dive comparing and contrasting the two. And I guess 
What's different about them from what I gathered is that the second book is full of all these crazy plot twists. (laughs) And so in the movie, they just took took out all all of them. (laughs) That's so funny. Oh, my God. So I'm just like, I feel like there could have been a medium. Yes. Like you could have kept some of them without getting rid of everything. But yeah. Like what a it it all starts. I mean, if you watch the first movie, it this one you know it's going to be bad within the first five minutes because they don't address the major cliffhanger at the end of the first movie, and <laughs> then they're married and then they're having sex again. You're just like, what? Yes, yes. Oh my god, it was so wild. It's just so yep. funny. I will say I watched the entire thing on 1.5 speed. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a good idea. It was such a good idea. And also um, because a lot of it is in like Italian and Polish. Yes. You're reading subtitles anyway. So it's a it's really easy to, to watch in 1.5. Three languages, one movie, zero plot. Yes, yes. Rotten Tomatoes, apparently it's like one of the first movies to just get 0%. And you know what? Rightfully so. Yeah, I know. Rightfully so. Like, I, (laughs) the only thing that is redeeming about this movie, I think 90% of the budget went to the music Mm -hmm. and 10% went to the fashion. Yes, yes. But like bad fashion. (laughs) Yeah, not even, not even worth it. Like not even worth, I'm like, yes, the men can fill out a nice suit. Mm -hmm. Great. But what else? Yes, yes. Some reviews said it's piping trash and it's (laughs) barely a movie. And I mean, they quoted us, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want to highlight one scene before we. Oh, God move on because it's so egregious and you made a meme about it it is (laughs) so Massimo and Laura go golfing on their honeymoon and it's just like her parading around in this like cute golf outfit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and then I guess she's like the caddy He needs to like put the golf ball into the hole. Mm-hmm, she goes mm-hmm. up to the flag, works it like a stripper pole, which like broad daylight, like fucking get it, girl. And then she proceeds to sit down, spread eagle, mm-hmm. and wait for him to hit the ball, like with her into vagina. The hole. Yes, like <laughs> on the hole. <laughs> what the fuck? That's not I... hot in like any sense Mm-mm. of the world. <laughs> Oh, and just in case people are wondering, yes, it is a montage. Um, But, you know, I just I stopped asking questions (laughs) about 10 minutes in because well, and then and then it basically after this whole honeymoon sequence, it all leads to her being like, I'm upset that you don't spend every waking moment with me. Like, I, I hate being a wife. I'm just like. What? All we've had is is like golf sex yeah. and <laughs> it, you know it, shopping trips. I it's don't also know like what you were you were kidnapped. Yeah. That's how you <laughs> met. Did you think it was gonna get any better? <laughs> any set aside any expectations you could possibly have to watch this movie because every time you think that a piece of the plot is going to, oh, we got to think about that for later. Like, this is going to pay off somewhere later. It doesn't. No. It doesn't. None of, no drama, 
leads to, you know, more drama. Like, yes. it just, it's, oh, oh, and then nothing. So yes. if you want a movie that you don't need any brain cells to watch, like, you know, Zero. when you're like so tired that you're like, what show can I put on that I don't have to pay attention to, but I just need yes. something? It's this. It's kind of the equivalent of like when you're driving home from work and you don't remember the like 50 minute drive and then all of a sudden you've pulled up in front of your apartment and you're like, how did I get here? (laughs) That's that movie. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, if you actually asked me what, why Nacho kidnapped her, why the brother shot them, like I could not tell you. No, there's no, there's no explanation for any of it except what did they say? Piping hot trash. Yes. Barely a movie. That, yes. That's it. That's your explanation. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could talk about it because when 365 came out, I wanted to talk about it, but I just, <laughs> it didn't come up on the pod. So I'm glad we could talk about it now. <laughs> I'm glad too. I, this is this. Yeah. I, and you know what? I don't even know what to expect in the third one. Um, but I do know that it's supposed to come out fairly quickly yes, because we, they filmed them at yes, the same time. Yes, back to back, which was really smart because I think that there was such a big gap between, obviously, for COVID. So, and guess what, folks? I'll be watching. <laughs> like, <laughs> Something to look forward to. Yes, yes. Okay, this was a big weekend for, I feel like every fucking weekend is a big weekend for the Kardashians. <laughs> Like, they're just literally everywhere. And they were at, like, I think it was the White House Correspondence Center. I wrote that, and then I didn't even fact check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, thank God. They uh, made their red carpet debut. Everyone was surprised because it was, like, the day before the Met. So people mm-hmm. were thinking that that would be, you know, the big reveal. What did you think of their looks and like why were they there? And Pete's oh, like I, obvious glow up. Like Yeah, I, I I couldn't tell you why they were invited to begin with. Cause I feel like this is an invite only sort of event. Yeah. And the only I feel like the only two justifications I can come up with is that Kim has done some what is it? Uh, she's done some work with like prison reform. Yeah. And and so I'm like, I guess it could be that. And yeah. then at the same time, it could just be for the celebrity status, especially when you're talking about how old Joe Biden is and maybe just one to look cool with the kids. And uh, and ma- maybe like, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know much about the event itself to like know what even goes on there. But I, yeah, I don't know. It, it it seems like an odd place to be invited to go as a Kardashian. Yeah, and I guess, like, you're right. If you're getting an invite from the president, you're not, like, not, go- like, who cares the reason you're going? Because yeah, that's, I like, guess so. extremely <laughs> prestigious, I guess, regardless of which president it is. I, yeah. I think, like, so Kim looked beautiful, and I'm just loving Pete with her at these events because he usually wears like really street style to me like weird clothing but I know like Mm -hmm. to some people it's like 
it's it. Stylish. It's very stylish. <laughs> um, but it's so funny watching like he was wearing brand new like van sneakers, mm-hmm. a tailored suit, a skinny tie, which I didn't know skinny ties like they had such a a moment and then I felt like they like and then went away. Yeah, went away and now yeah. they're like back. And then his tan. I'm like, oh, you def got a spray tan. <laughs> like, yeah, you can definitely see the influence mm. that being part of like the Kardashian sphere has had on him. And I and I don't mean that in like a negative way. No, no, I, no, I just I just mean that. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. I, I know that I talked shit about Pete Davidson the last time we talked. <laughs> and same. Pete Davidson is one of those guys that I just genuinely I don't understand. I, I just I don't get the appeal 90% of the time. However, there is still a piece of me that I'll see specific snippets or video clips from like, oh, yeah, that is interesting. I can see where from what I can tell, he just seems like a pretty chill guy. Yeah. And so I think they kind of like balance each other out in terms of, you know, like she just she always has so much going on yes. like with everything, whether she wants it or not, that whole family does. And I guess, you know, part of the the thing about being in their family or with their family is that you do need to look a certain way and act a certain way. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. It is interesting to see him, especially back to back between this White House cor- correspondence dinner and then the Met Gala today. I I do like what I love to see, whether it's Pete Davidson or any other male celebrity with a, a woman on his arm, is I love to see just the way that they dote on it or, or cherish the the women that they're with. Like the way they look at them and the way they they help them up the stairs and they're always there when they need them but at the same time they're like oh I know it's my time to like back off so like she can have her moment and she does that yes okay I love that you're pointing this out because usually I'm shitting on them too and I think you're (laughs) like you're right though like I think that his charm is just him being like a normal dude in a very not normal world and I feel like I had a crush on him for like a minute but I really don't know but he is charismatic like I I do think he's really charismatic but you're so right because I have been saying that they're fake forever and maybe they still are a fake couple but like he seems to like really like some of the pictures that they've posted or like you're right like how he like leads her up the stairs of places or like touches her back when she like gets into the car usually I fucking hate that shit but I'm like I'm really into this I I was I'm with you I used to think it was fake for the longest time like I was like no this is not happening and honestly it's hard to say kind of like what their relationship dynamic is like I they could just be like we're really good friends but like we also fuck yeah and and that's fine who cares but there's there's definitely a chemistry between them like just because I was watching the Met Gala today and and seeing you know they were one of they were like the last couple to arrive they pushed back this podcast recording we did specifically so that we could watch the Kardashians arrival and Mm -hmm. and you know that Kim timed that like she was like "Mm, we're getting there last of course and but because of that, you got to see from like when they first arrived all the way up the staircase, all the different moments. And there would be moments where he would like 
be close to her. There would be moments where she would reach for his hand. There'd be moments where he would reach for her hand. And it's those micro moments that you're like, oh, okay, this is the real right here. Like, yes. This is what makes this real. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like I've become such a cynic with having this podcast because I'm like, everything's fake. And like, there's no way that this is and real. And you know what? It usually is. Yes. Like, let's be honest. Yes. I'm like so fucking gullible <laughs> with this shit. Like, oh my God. But I, you're right. Like, I, I have been loving like she was accused of photoshopping him in that picture of them eating dinner. Oh, and so she posted like the live (laughs) version, you know, when you like just amazing to me why people care this much. Like, you know what? Who cares if she did Photoshop? I know. Oh, my God. Okay, so I am so this is me with like fucking everything, but especially this one part of my brain is like. This is so harmful mm-hmm. to like beauty standards and like sure blah blah blah. And then there's the other part of me that it's like this should not be a scandal because we know it's them and they do this every and, single and I think photo. it's both. I don't yeah. think it's one way or the other yes. because it's just it's one of those things where it's like I, I had this conversation. This is so funny. I had this conversation with my dad recently who, you know, is a 60-something-year-old <laughs> white man. Um, so he – but we were talking about uh, something about, like, standards for beauty and, like, how – and I tried explaining to him, like, why it's different for girls and why it's different, like, for girls in the last, like, 10, 15 years. And he's like, well, what's changed in the last, like, 10, 15 years? And I said, well, the internet. Like the internet and social media, like it used to be when we were kids, you picked up a magazine or you watched, um, you know, uh, what was that? TMZ, like, yeah. before, you know, on TV, like oh, it, yeah. it was never, it was never around you 24 hours a day totally. and now it is. And totally. you have people like the Kardashians where whether they like it or not, they are influencing people to think about beauty standards, fashion, dating, totally how you behave in certain situations. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like when I was growing up, it was like, oh, I'm going to the lake or I'm going on a road trip. So I, my mom purchased these like five magazines for us to read. That was like the only, so it's like, okay, like every two months I saw a magazine and then you're right, like TV, yes, we watched it every night, but it would literally probably be like one show. Like a 30-minute mm-hmm. sitcom is like all we would watch, which is so mm-hmm. like weird because now I just feel like everyone watches TV like all of the time. I don't know. Right. And reality TV today is not what reality TV was then, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and even when social media came on the scene and we would see celebrities – Mm-hmm. Again, it was like just less insidious. Now it's like every influencer has all the same Photoshop tools, etc. Right. As like the professionals, mm-hmm. so it it has changed even yeah in the last couple years for sure. But yeah, I know the Photoshop scandals. Like it still gets me like <laughs> every single time. Oh golly! Well, I was excited. Um, oh, and then I know the other thing as far as like Pete and Kim go was that I saw something about him having a new tattoo, having to deal with her kids. Yes. Okay. So this was the like 
probably actual scandal from the White House <laughs> correspondent dinner was that um, in pictures you could see a new tattoo on his neck. It's K N S C P, which stands for Kim North Saint Chicago Psalm, which like that again okay. is like wild. I, by the way, totally missed one of these kids. Like, I, uh, yes, yes, I yes. remember North and Saint. Yeah. And I feel like maybe a hint of Chicago. Chicago. I totally missed Psalm. Psalm. I don't, I don't know when Psalm happened. Yeah, he's, he's probably, like, he's, like, pretty bait. Like, I would say he's, like, three. Like, he's okay. pretty and, young. But they're all Kanye's kids? Yes, yeah. And she okay. did two of them. Uh, she was pregnant and then two via surrogacy. Maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. that's why I didn't remember. And I'm it, pretty but sure with Chicago, they detailed the surrogate on the show. But then with mm. Psalm, I'm pretty sure it was like almost like a surprise. There was just like a baby one day. Yes, like they didn't talk about the surrogacy <laughs> process again. So, okay, yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure yeah, it was that's... pretty pretty much a surprise. He's, let's see, we we already know that he's, he likes his tattoos. Yes. That, and I know that he's been in the process of removing a bunch of them over the last couple years. I know that from interviews I've seen with Kim, she's mentioned that he has a few already that are for me. I don't know why, but okay. Um. So, you know, I mean, if he's removing tattoos and adding more in... You would like to think that he's doing them with reason and with intention. And I don't know, though, how I feel about I honestly, in general, I'm I'm very anti getting people's names or like faces tattooed on you at all. Like whether it's a a romantic partner or like a family member or Dolly Parton, like I just it, it's not for me. Yeah, so. same, same. <laughs> totally. Because you just, you never know where where life's going to take you. So I yeah. totally get that. Yeah, it that is the part that's so weird to me. Because when he was dating Ariana Grande, he got like mm-hmm. the bunny ears behind his ear for her. And then mm-hmm. they broke up. So he changed it to a heart. And then he okay. got it removed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Do you just want to throw money and time and pain, like so much pain? Like, I mean, he's got it. Yeah. He's got the money. He's yeah. got the time. He bought a freaking like ferry boat with Colin Jost. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, you can do, you can do it. It's his choice. Yes. It's what I'm sure some people will like maybe think that um, <laughs> he's being petty and doing it as like a knock at Kanye. Like, look, I have. I have your ex-wife. I have your children. I have their names on my body. Like, I can see. But he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. I think with somebody else, that might be something that I would think about. But I don't see that with him. I don't see him as a calculating person. But I will say, (laughs) like, he seems like a fucking dummy, Dumbo. Like It's true. very Like, golden retriever energy, for sure. Yes, (laughs) 100%. The one thing I will say, though, is that he is in so many PR relationships. And that's yeah. why, again, I was so spectf- skeptical about Kim. And mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, maybe he is a little bit more calculating because you have obviously not maybe you planned these, but your like management team 
planned it is these. weird. So. Like to think about how many big actresses and stars that he's had relationships with where you're just like, because this is what I've always questioned. I'm like, I don't understand how he is swinging these women. Yes. Like, these like, are like A-list like Kim women. Like is the girl. And like she yes. has been the girl for years. Like, And Ariana Grande yes. is very much the girl too. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. And like his other girlfriends, like he went on that date with Kate Beckinsale and then yeah. Phoebe Divener, who we mentioned, yeah. and Kaya Gerber. Like... Yeah, all these are big, all big, very big, yeah, very big names. So, so I don't and, and it's like I think you can go one of two ways. You can be like, oh, my God, this is so fake. He is basically like the guy that every publicist wants to set up their client with. Um, or you can look at it as like maybe there is just this carefree, doesn't give a fuck attitude about this guy in a good way where there's just something women are drawn to even if it's just like a hey this is the guy I'm gonna like have a fling with for the next couple of months because we know that this is not gonna go somewhere and I am okay with that well okay but that's again what I was like okay it is a fling with Kim and then he's seen with the kids and with this tattoo so I'm like yeah that's not fling behavior (laughs) and hanging out with like the whole family and everything yeah that is that is interesting. Well, we'll see. But I, I will say, you know, especially as we go into talking about Met Gala, mm-hmm. I think I they looked good. They, yes. I, was, I think she looked probably the best of the Kardashian family, I thought. Um, at the Met? Yes. Yes. Okay, let's talk about the Met. We can just start with the Kardashians since we're already with them. Kim uh, wore the iconic Marilyn... Monroe dress that she sung happy birthday to to JFK like the dress not a recreation the the actual dress dress. and it's so wild so there was rumors about this for the last couple days I think she said in an interview like I have a dress but it can't be tailored so Mm -hmm. I need to like fit into it and then she was just saying how it's like quintessential American culture which was the theme this year And she wore it and it looked stunning. She dyed her hair blonde for it. Mm -hmm. It was like pulled back. I want to read to you what she uh, talked about to Vogue magazine. She said it was the original dress. It was flown via private plane from Orlando, Orlando, Florida (laughs) to the Kardashians' home in Calabasas. It was transported by guards and she had to wear gloves to try it on. And then she said with only a few months before the gala, so she tried it on and it fit. The second fitting, it didn't fit. Mm -hmm. So she said it was this or nothing. Uh, In the weeks that followed, Kardashian would adhere to a strict diet to get closer to her goal. I would wear a sauna suit twice a day, run on the treadmill, completely cut out all sugar and all carbs, and just eat the cleanest veggies and protein. I didn't starve myself, but I was Mm. so strict. A month later, she was inside Ripley's vaults where the dress is stored, Mm. and she tried it on, and she cried tears of joy when it fit. 
I, I also should have given a content warning. I'll put it in the listener notes of like disordered eating, fat phobia. Uh, yeah. Like even just gross language about like clean eating and stuff like that. I'll put that in the show notes. But just wild. A fucking sauna suit twice a day. I, first of all, didn't even know that that was and like a, a thing. thing. I guess to lose um, water weight. That's just, that's a whole level of rich that I'm just not, <laughs> not like, not this is, this is rich to. people shit for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, talk about having set standards. Yes, and, yes. You know, we had that whole conversation about it, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know any of that until I saw her giving her interview on the red carpet this afternoon saying, Oh, yeah, it didn't fit. And so I told them, I'll I'll make myself fit. And I lost 16 pounds in like in the last weeks. few weeks yeah. to fit into this dress. Yeah. And oh my gosh. I mean, if that is not like toxic, I I don't know what is. Like telling people, like, don't buy the outfit that fits you. Make yourself fit a specific sized outfit 100% it's very much giving I'll size two dress sizes down before my wedding yeah to make it fit which gross yeah all kinds of gross that's not okay well and it kind of you know I mean rich people shit right like this is what I thought was funny is you know the theme this year was gilded gilded <laughs> gilded glamour yes. gilded glamour and um, I think you can interpret that like a couple ways. Like, yes. When you when they did the interview with um, Cardi B, you know, she's going off about it has nothing to do with a specific time period. It's just about like glitzy golden. Here's the my takeaway from this evening is I don't think anybody was given a dossier about what what the gilded, gilded age yes and what gilded yes. is yes because. From what the people in fashion were talking about was the Gilded Age of New York. And that's like late 1800s into 1900s. So turn of the, what is that, the 19th century, like end of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And um, and some people clearly understood that assignment mm-hmm. and some people did not. But the Gilded Age is like to date, I think the time period where there was the largest wealth gap in the United States. It was very much like the haves and the haves had a lot and the have nots. And I think that's why you also saw a lot of people bringing out some political statements, but all of those were coming from people of color who would not have in the Gilded Age had a place or platform to stand on and deliver a message like that. So that it, it was just it was funny that you have this evening of opulence where yes. anybody who goes is the most elite, the richest people in our in the country. Yes. And the whole theme of the evening is about a time period built on wealth and and wage gap. So I yes. just it was it's it's a weird like meta thing when you really break it down of like hmm interesting choice. It is. And my guest last week said it feels very Versailles. Like yes. very much like it just seems like abundance. Yes. And like very I, I don't want to say tone deaf. I'm trying to get that word out of my vocab, but like very just out of touch with reality. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness. Yes, couldn't agree more. On the Kardashians, I will say I loved Kris Jenner's look. You know, she looked she looked great. She, looked, she looked She was giving me, and you know what? She it was very like um, it was very age appropriate. Yeah, and like, yeah. You know, in terms of like, you know, and that's not to say I don't think she could rock something, you know, with more uh, with more revealing more skin or anything. But it just it it was very. It was nice. It was, it was nice. nice for for the occasion. Um, I think she looked great. But Kim, I thought, definitely had the the best look. Although, um, God, I mix up all of them. I <laughs> I just know that the ones that I wrote down were Kim wearing Marilyn's dress, and I wrote Courtney and Travis. Nope, Kyle Jenner in a wedding dress. Nope. The thing that I want to say about this the Kardashians going is like Kim understands the assignment of yes the Met Gala is after all of the shit we just talked about if you were going to this event this is where you wear like the statement outfit and like Kim yes art like literal art it is opening up the Fashion Institute at the Met yes. in New York. Like, it is the hub of fashion. So it's like, Kim gets it. Her dress, like, instantly iconic. Because mm-hmm. it's always been iconic. And then, yes, Chloe, Courtney, Chris, Kylie looked like they were walking any old, any old red carpet. So, yeah. yes, I get that. And I think a lot of people, like, like Emma Stone, Amy Schumer, like even Sabrina Carpenter, like all of those dresses were like Olivia Rodrigo, I wrote down, like very just like, that's a gorgeous dress, but it doesn't necessarily fit the theme or just like how, again, opulent the the Met is. Yeah. I will say I low-key like liked Kylie Jenner's like wedding dress with the backwards hat. I did not. (laughs) Like I hate that I liked it and like I never give her like a fucking ounce of credit but (laughs) for some reason I just like this is it's very like it's very not cool but I always like love like a baseball cap with a gown like you know like the converse with a like dress Hmm. type of Oh I like that. Yes. I'm all for mixing and matching like aesthetics for sure. And I especially love any time you're going to hear, I kind of organized my little like best dressed and like worst dressed list. And um, I, I love a woman in a suit. Yes. I love a man in a skirt. Like I am all about bending the gender. Yes. Um, However, I I thought it was a lovely wedding dress. Had she been wearing it to a wedding? Yes, yeah. (laughs) Her wedding, hopefully. Um, I would have thought it was was fine. But yeah, it's just, I think my biggest, I will say, I think this was one of the better dressed Met Galas I've seen in a while. Not in terms of like people being like so creative, Mm because I think that was um, pre-pandemic. There were like a couple in a row that were just so incredible. Um, Yes. this one was more of like, there weren't a lot of people that I was just like, ah, like, what were you thinking? Um, There were a couple. Yes. But I yes. think for the most part, even the people who didn't understand the assignment, they were just in a nice, like, evening gown. Absolutely. Like, they just, they looked very basic red carpet. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's like, this is the Met Gala. Like, you... Mm-hmm. 
this is your opportunity to like go a little off on guard yes. to have some fun yes. to wear a crazy you know, headdress like yes the nails the headpieces yes. the, the shoes it is like a head to toe opportunity to have fun that you don't normally get to have on a red carpet so yes. it's like why if you're going to go and this is like an expensive exclusive evening you better make the most of your time. And there were definitely people who were not doing that. Yes, 100%. Before we move on to the Kardashians, I just have to say, I think I also liked Kylie Jenner's. Is, you know the Lindsay Lohan version of The Parent Trap? Oh, absolutely. There is one scene in Elizabeth James's wedding boutique where she puts the white top hat mm-hmm. on the model. <laughs> and it was... Like, that's what it reminded me of. And I was like, I fucking love that. That did look good in that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, okay. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yes, okay, okay. Everyone's <laughs> like, how dare you, like, like <laughs> compare it to Elizabeth James? Oh, no, no. Well, okay, I have to know, did you have, like, uh, do you want to start with, like, best yeah. dressed? Yeah. Okay. And there were a lot of great ones. Like every time I thought I would narrow it down to like two or three people, I would just keep adding another person. Me too. Me too. So I think that I, I have a, I'll quickly say my top four. Because I think that's how I can narrow it down. Sean Mendes. I I loved it. I loved it. So (laughs) he, he was like, had normal style. And then like for a few years, he went really like, Super skinny pant, Chelsea boot, open Mm -hmm. button-up shirt, big chunky necklace. And I was, like, off of Shawn Mendes. But he was very much in, like, a Mr. Darcy, like, suit with, like, a big lapel collar situation. It was very Gilded Age. Yes. Like, top hat, overcoat. Like, the hair. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. So I... He was my best dressed. And then Kaya Gerber also loved her hair, loved her like mm-hmm. silvery dress. Mm-hmm. Blake Lively. I feel like, okay, so. Queen. Oh my gosh. Like that's what I want at the Met where you are doing like a costume change in the middle of the red carpet. Yes. And she described how it was like a um, pain homage to <laughs> New York. And I was like, that is perfect those are great no those are really great I will say I okay this is a combination of watching period dramas and also Project Runway and I feel like the Met Gala is such a weird balance to find between fashion and costume and Mm. I think there were the people who went all out on costume who were like look I am gonna deliver Bridgerton tonight, even though Bridgerton is Regency. Let me just yes, put yes, that out like there. It's, it's a also, different era. <laughs> yes, but people really took it to mm-hmm. Bridgerton. Yeah, yes. there were there was more than one person who was like, "Oh yeah, I'm where I'm like serving up Bridgerton looks tonight." I'm like, oh, "Yes, like Mary Antoinette." Like you're seventy no. years too early. Like calm yes, down. Yes, yes. Um, but and then there were the people who, like we said, just had like a nice evening gown look they played it really safe so the people that I went with um I chose because I thought that they really really hit the theme 
on what it, they hit the nail on the head, right? That's, yes. They, yeah. I really think they hit the theme. And so Blake Lively, number one, she was stunning. There was a reveal. I like have such high expectations because of Lady Gaga, Billy Porter, Lil Nas X from previous, previous Met Galas where there's been this like reveal and taking something off and it turning into a new outfit and transforming. I'm with you. That's the expectation I have. And so Blake Lively delivered. She looked stunning. I honestly really liked Vanessa Hudgens' look too. Yes, yes. So did I. And it was just fascinating because I just don't think she's usually like a Met Gala girly. So no, I was like, you no. look beautiful. Yeah, it was like and lingerie. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like if you took like if you took all the fabric out of the middle of like a like a nightgown. Yeah. Almost. And it's like and it's just like the seams and everything with, you know, the lingerie underneath. Like mm-hmm. it was it was really beautiful. I loved the sheer. I noticed a lot of corsetry, which mm-hmm. makes sense for the time period. For me, there was also there was a lot of gold. I think a yes. lot of people leaned into gold yes. and silver yes. for gilded. I thought the person who did it the best was Megan the Stallion. The Stallion. I thought she was. I, I think a lot of people were ho- holding out for Cardi, and Cardi did look good. Yes, but I thought Megan the Stallion looked better. She was like my number oh, one. Yes, with the like gold pick. It was almost like angel wing sleeves. Yeah, it was like like a sculpted shoulder. Yes. Like it, it looked good. And her makeup really flawless. Good. Yeah. 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 Love um, that. In she's in Moschino. Okay. And then the one who I have five. Sorry. It's the okay. one who I thought really is not has not been talked enough about, but I thought looked great and it was like the perfect balance was Chloe Grace. Moritz. Oh, is that her I, name? Yes. Was she in the suit? Yeah, it was like a silver glitzy jacket with like a white jumpsuit yes. underneath. Yes. And it looked good. Yes. So I I was a fan of that. And then I gotta shout out Lizzo because Lizzo looked like a walking piece of art. And she brought her, her damn flute. flute. What's her flute's nickname again? I can't remember. I but she brought the I fucking flute. She, okay, pairing a black lip with that black mm-hmm. dress, chef's kiss perfection. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Like, yeah. So she, those are like my five individuals. And then I will say I do... I did want to give a couple shout outs to some couples because Alicia Keys and her husband looked stunning. She had the the New York City skyline embroidered in like crystals on this floor length cape. And he had a really classy like New York letterman jacket on. Yes. I loved that. And I loved the way that the cape was like one shoulder Versus yes. just like little red riding hood, like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> just she looks right on the back. <laughs> yeah, she looks so fucking chic. Yeah, yeah. She also doesn't age um, at all. No, so I'm pretty sure she's a vampire. But, um, <laughs> and then I will say, Jody Turner Smith and Joshua Jackson are one of those celebrity couples that 
I would do any dirty thing that they wanted me to do if I could spend the night with them. Like, I love them so much. And he is one of those celebs, much like um, Ryan Reynolds is, where the way that they stare at their partners is... Oh my God. It's the stuff of romance novels. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's why I read romances, not for not for the sex scenes, which you know you do get in some romance, but not in others. It's for that that electricity, that burn between the couple. I burn for you. I burn for you. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, that one, they looked great, too. They did. He was in a white tie with, um, it was like a two-tone suit, which I, I didn't love the two-tone, but I get that it's yeah. like, it's something different, but it was sure. like black um, on top and then gray on the bottom. Okay, she also, hers was like a little bit flapper vibes, and I feel yes. like people did a little bit of, like, Camila Mendez from uh, Riverdale was also mm. wearing kind of like flapper vibes. And I think even Emma Stone was. So, yeah, there, yeah. there was definitely, you know, kind of like a Zigfield Follies sort of with like the shorter, the shorter, shorter dress, with like the some feathers, yes. some fringe. There was so much feathers this year. Yeah. Yeah, so many it, feathers. It it goes right along with like that opulent yeah. theme. Like yeah. I, I get it, and um and so much corsetry. I felt like it was either black, white, silver, or gold, gold. for the most part. Yeah. And so I kind of wish there had been like a little more variety in the colors. Like there there was a couple times where I think Tessa Thompson was wearing like a pink dress, mm-hmm. and I just. I just remember the dress because it stood out yeah, same from with, the rest. Yeah, same with Quana Chasing Horse was in like turquoise. Yes. Loved. Yeah, yes. beautiful. Um, the only the only worst dress, I feel like well, okay, we talked about like the Kardashians like not Yes, you just know, like basic, showing up. Yes. I will say I I was not a fan of Amy Schumer's look. No, it was so disappointing because I was like, you could have worn this anywhere. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even that, like, I didn't love the dress and the cut was weird at the ankles, like, before her her high heels and stuff. But, like, I was thinking just, like, you could wear this literally anywhere. But so that's just so, like. It just wasn't special. It yeah. just, it did not feel, and and then the only one, the one person who I just looked at time and time again and was like, I don't know if you're at the right event. Like, I feel like maybe you're mixed up you and you should be on the way. somewhere else was poor Sebastian Stan because he was wearing, was look, he in I the hot hear, pink? Yes. Yes. And yeah. I am here for Sebastian Stan to wear pink for some reason, but this was not the reason. Yes. Okay. So one of my friends, Courtney, who's been on the pod, sent that to me and was like, I love this just for the fact that it's not a black tuxedo. Yes. Yes. And I agree because I think the only times, I won't say the only times, but most of the only times we get to see the men experiment with color or fabric or texture at the Met Gala is usually when they're either A, not straight, yes. they you know, or B, 
not white. Yeah. Like it's always the straight white dudes that are just boring, boring the hell out of us with these classy black suits, but they're just a black suit. Yeah, and it's like obviously you look great, but you could wear that to the Academy Awards or can or something like that. But right. Yes, completely agree. Yeah. So I'm with you in terms of I liked that he did do something. Yeah. But it wasn't maybe the the right something. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Totally. Totally. (laughs) I think the only worst dress for me, which is sad because I love them as a couple, but Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. I did write them down too. Yes. So she did like a really thin like 90s eyebrow Mm -hmm. um, and then like a corally orange lip. And then she has dyed her hair auburn or it's a wig. I'm unsure because she's preg. So I'm like, I don't know if you can dye your hair, but she just looks washed out. And yes, it's just it wasn't the look like again, nothing Mm -mm. specifically specifically wrong with the dress. Maybe it's just more the makeup. And then he looks good, but I don't know. It was, again, he did something different, but the... Yeah. His shirt that he's wearing underneath his tux is, it looks just like what you would, like a leopardy printed, like, shirt that you would find at, like... Goodwill. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote down that they looked like the extras on set, not the stars of the show. Because... It just, I'm like, I've seen both of you Pull at it your out. peak. Yes. Like, yes. this is not, and I don't, I don't like the message that that sends of like, when you're a parent or when you like are pregnant, you can't be dress. at your peak. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. we know that she can and we yeah. know that he can. And so I, I. I'm with you. I was not a fan. And it just also, so they dressed up as the Adams family. That's so cute. Like the wife and the, I, I can't remember their names in the show. Like the two main, like the mom and the dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morticia and Gomez. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. And it also just reminded me of that costume. I was like, you you both kind of look like <laughs> what you wore when we you dressed up. Yeah, our like, Halloween yes. costumes. Yeah, because she has, like, the middle part, really long hair, black dress, pale face. Yeah. So, You're right. I can see it. (laughs) So that's just kind of, like, where my head was at. Although, a good good evening. Yes, yes. I thought so, too, because my last, I feel like the last Met that I, like, loved, loved, loved was Heavenly Bodies. I can't remember what year that was, but it was fun before um, Kelly and I hit record we were just saying how much I don't know sometimes it's nice to be frivolous even though it is really yeah out of touch and like disgusting there is a a part of me that's like oh it was just nice to like look at people being fancy I mean it's it's like the living vicariously through someone you know like it's it's the same reason we read books it's the same reason we watch movies you know it, it we just it gives us an escape for you know, a couple hours of our time. And and especially when you can, like, ha- like there's a reason people love billionaire romance. It's because yes, they want to yes, see, yes. they want to see people just, like, drop in cash on, like, the most useless yes. stuff. Yeah. 
absolutely. Yeah, it's so true. Well, thanks for making me watch it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know. I Because I was like, oh, my God, this is like the perfect timing as we can give yeah. like basically our live takes, even though this will come out in a few days. But still. OK, moving on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Kelly, who are you nominating this week? Well, let me tell you, we got a few nominees because it's, it's, you know, I, it's been a petty week. It's been a petty few months, I feel like. So (laughs) the first one, I feel like some of them are easier to explain than others. So I'll start with the easiest, which naturally is the Kardashians, right? (laughs) Um, Because on the day that they attend the Met Gala, they are also missing the deliberations in court for China, Black China's case against them, yeah. which I'm just like, that takes a whole nother level of being rich and having balls, right? To just be like, oh, this woman is suing us for like $100 million in damages or whatever. And not only are we like, not that concerned about it. We're just not even going to show up. We're the just not going to show up. <laughs> every single person. Like, it wasn't one of them. It All was of them. Kim, Chris, Kylie, and Chloe mm-hmm. all flew to New York when the case is obviously happening in California. LA. Yep. Fucking, you're so right. So ballsy. And that they okay. won and Black China lost. Oh my God. Yeah. Could you imagine if I'm like. <laughs> That would be awful. No, they won and she lost. And yes, oh, but that is gosh. such a good point of just like, oh, a hundred and like forty million dollars or whatever. Like yeah, that's not we might We're have to, to pay that, gala. but we won't have to. You know to. what? I bet the amount of money that they spent to go to the Met Gala and get all of them outfits and, you know, pay for their hair and their makeup and everything. And the tickets, like 40K. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's probably not much less yeah. than what they would have owed Black China. Well, they did They did private jets, which mm-hmm. I now follow an uh, account on Twitter called, like, at Celebrity Private Jets. I'll, I'll put oh, it in the episode show notes. God. It just tracks celebrity private jets and then it underneath like where they go and then underneath it says how much oil they used um Mm. and the cost and it is chef's kiss perfection it's fascinating like oh you used twenty thousand dollars in like crude oil or whatever to fly like fucking three hours across the country like that's so wild. Again, I just, I can't even fathom that level of being rich. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So there's that. Yes. Um, <laughs> speaking of court cases, I feel like I could make a case for every single person involved in the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial. Um, I Especially just Amber Heard and her lawyer, her lead <laughs> attorney in general, like this man, the amount of times you see this man say, uh, uh, object to something, the amount of questions this guy asks over and over again. It's just, it's one of those ones where the more you watch the case, the more you're like, wow, they're just really trying to to find something yeah, here. Yeah. Like, because they know that there's nothing. So... And it's, let's throw mm-hmm. in all of the people doing coverage of the, of the yeah, case, Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. and even worse than that yeah. is the fact that 
this is all like being publicly, you know, televised. It's on the internet. Like I cannot open up any of my social media apps without the first thing popping up. This is Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. The first thing popping up being watch the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp trial live. And I do. So I mean, yeah, 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 it works. <laughs> I'm part of the system. Yeah, but yeah. No, it's it. The we know more about that than we do about like what's going on in Ukraine. These yes. Days. Like yes, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good point. So there's that. And then my last one, and this is something you might also want to throw in a uh, a content warning for in mm-hmm. the beginning, is that I, I just heard about this today. Ulta Beauty apologized to their consumers because they sent out an email the other day. And the email's headline was meant to advertise a new fragrance for Kate Spade. And mm-hmm. if people keep up with fashion, they know that Kate Spade not only died a few years ago, but she she took her own life. Mm-hmm. And the headline of this email was, come hang with Kate Spade. And I, uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't get this email. I, I'm following this 100% on Twitter, but I just, I have also work in copywriting and I, I know how many people. That's what I was like that ask. Yes. Need to go by. Like you, yes. you run so much of this by so many different people. Yeah. It's kind of the same way I feel about when like you see a mistake in like a movie that's like so blatant that you're just like, there's like 40 people who have Watching seen this. this. Yeah. Why didn't you edit out the fucking coffee cup Game of Thrones? I'm oh my so, God. That's the one I was thinking I'm of. I'm still thinking about that. Like, <laughs> But it's true. It's I. It's just. It's so. I'm. I'm baffled yeah. by the level of ignorance associated with not only that, but then that they sent this follow up email that is just the quintessential example of a petty apology to excuse shitty behavior and yeah. ignorance. Yeah. I. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A three for three for pettyweight champs. Like, honestly, <laughs> hit it out of the park. Um, B, the the grossest part of me thinks that this could have been on purpose. Oof. Because, God. like, think about Kate Spade, the company's mm-hmm, popularity mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. I just mm-hmm. feel like it, like they're not on the forefront of like handbags or jewelry anymore. And their kind of aesthetic, I feel like has not gone out of style, but just it's not as popular as it once was. And sometimes I think that companies do these shock, like, okay. Publicity stunt. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like, would you have known that this perfume was coming out. No, honestly, I I had no idea. And on it, I will tell you, I love Kate Spade products. Yes. Like I I am very much one of those like 14-year-old girls living in like a 31-year-old's body. Oh, like, I love I, that. I I love, love the bright that. colors. Yes. I love the purses that are shaped like lemons. Yes. I am Yes. Yes. I am so here for it. I had no idea as a Kate Spade consumer yeah. that there was even a fragrance option yes yes that's what I'm saying I low-key think that 
people do this yeah to get people in the door which is so horrific yeah like I hope that's not what it is but at the same time when you think about it and again you think about all the people's emails that like this would have come across before they even sent it out I just I you're either you're either doing this on purpose which makes you a terrible person or you're just so ignorant that you don't and honestly I can tell you like just having become part of like the book world and ingrained myself in what we think of as book Twitter, book talk, bookstagram. There's a lot of petty shit like this that happens there too. There's a lot of authors making mistakes and people pointing it out to them and them doubling down and not wanting to be held accountable. But guess what? Just by talking about it, you're giving them attention. So I don't know. I'm with you. I feel like it could go either way. And either way, it sucks. 100%. 100%. Yeah, it is kind of like a conversation I had on the pod last week with myself. It was a solo, it was a, <laughs> it was a solo episode. But I don't know. Have, have you been following the Tinks cancellation? No. Okay, so Tinks is like a TikToker. Okay. Um, kind of like medium level fame but she has been on the up and up and she had a bunch of tweets that were like xenophobic fat phobic etc that were dug up recently and Mm. I think well like two things I think that her fan base thinks like her so she thought that there was nothing wrong with them but the second piece is is like I think that people sometimes are okay with this because I think in the short term she might lose sponsorship or followers. But, like, for example, now you know how who Tinks is. Mm-hmm. You might go check out her page, like her content, and then follow her. Or, like, anyone mm-hmm. listening to this, like, could, like, like, even me talking about it for the second time is driving yeah. people to her content and right. a lot of people are like oh yeah I like her content yeah I don't agree with her political stuff but like I like her content and I then, can't do it I can't, I can't do, do it. it I no I can't fucking do it I really I separating truly the artist from the art totally and I I 100% can't do it and there are plenty of people who will disagree there are yeah. plenty of people who will say no, this is my, I'm just going to relate it back to like, to authors. Like I I will read this author no matter what, because I love what they write. And I, here's the thing. This is what, and this has been coming up a lot in, in the book. Because of JK Rowling? Rowling? Nope. Not even. I'm literally just talking about like three or four romance authors. Like I'm not even beyond, I could, I could tell you like 10 stories about this, like just from this year, but no, it's, I don't like what's coming about in terms of this toxic stan culture for whether it's a TikToker or an author or an actor, whoever it might be, you are not obligated to love everything that they do. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm reading responses to certain posts that clearly have something problematic with them saying things like I would read anything you wrote even if it was covered in dog shit I will watch any movie you ever create because I love you that much it's just gross like I 
I think just as much the artist being the problem if the, they are a problem. Yes, it's yes, the, the fans. fans. Yeah. It's the fans and how they, they become so toxic and will defend this artist against anybody who has an issue with them yeah. and and make it personal. And nine times out of ten, when you're pointing something out, um, like I don't know what Tinks's deal is, but it sounds like what people are pointing out, they're not saying like you're an awful person. I'm sure some people are saying that, but yeah, me. <laughs> it's probably yeah, no, but it's probably a lot of people saying, hey, look, you said these things, you know, at some point in time. Yes. How have you grown? Yeah. What have you learned from this experience? And the unfortunate thing is that usually the response isn't an apology. No, it's and not it wasn't. showing yeah. growth. Yeah. It's just doubling down on or it's not answering at all. It's I don't owe you anything. I yeah. don't. Yeah. You know, and and that's oh god, I'm just I'm so sick of it. Yeah. No, you're totally right and a lot of her fans are doubling down like yikes. Yeah, like everyone makes mistakes. That's true. Yeah, yes, yeah. That, that is true, but That is very true. Yes, and but is and just like yeah, just doubling down on like supporting and 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 then there is no accountability because she keeps 90% of her <sighs> fan base and stuff like that. Yeah. So and the bigger they get, the more the more difficult it is to have them respond to these things. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not to like tear them down or anything like that. Like I know a lot of people will probably relate it back to cancel culture, but like the reason that people get quote unquote canceled is not necessarily because of something they do or say it's because of how they respond to to being called out about it, mm-hmm. to when somebody calls them out about it, do they make a change? Mm-hmm. Do they apologize and say, this is what I'm going to do differently and then actually do it? Mm-hmm. Or do they double down? Do mm-hmm. they get defensive? Because to me, that's what leads me to like remove people from from my sphere, from yes. people who I want to read and watch yes. and stuff it, it's not the action it's the response right. to the action right. so yeah it's it's a wild world we live in today <laughs> absolutely absolutely and that kind of leads us to this week in petty which is kind of in the same vein my beef this week is tiktokers that like mm. set up their camera and then like fake sleep to like start their morning routine or like TikTokers that like their page is mostly their relationship uh-huh. and will like set up the camera and then be like, we just held each other on the couch for like 30 minutes like this today. And it was like, well, you set up the camera Ooh. and then you walked <laughs> to the couch and then held each other and then walked mm. back to the camera and turned it off. The false, the falsity to yes, or whatever like, it is. Your good morning routine, love it, love a morning routine video. But did you have uh, set up your camera, fake sleep, and then mm-hmm. fake wake up, and <laughs> then go get your coffee? Like just show the coffee. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it's just no, it's so weird. And I think it's hard. 
with the way that social media is today and with something like TikTok and and I'm somebody who's on TikTok at this point. Mm, um, I love and your I've, TikToks. Oh, thank you. I've really I've really been enjoying it for the most part. I will say you there's it's very hard to be authentic on Yes, yeah. Yeah. on something like any kind of social media, yes. but um what I do like about TikTok, I just saw people having this conversation as it related to Coachella when they were watching people's, you know, videos and photos from Coachella is that with Instagram, we would always just kind of get this one snapshot that you could take time and time again and edit it as much as you want and post it. And it's it's just a moment in time. And so I think to that extent, TikTok is actually a little more... <laughs> honest but yeah. I don't but maybe more scripted I guess yeah. is the way like it kind of feels like you're making a movie it feels like at least when I make a TikTok and I come from a filmmaking background it does feel like you're creating a script and you're making a movie unless you're just like somebody who's really naturally funny which if you are and you're one of those gifted yeah storytellers yeah. that just tells a hilarious like bad dating story in 60 seconds yeah Yeah. like on the dot yeah totally totally but that's yeah I'm with you the like fake waking up and like I've been so I've been wanting to take like talk about this for a while so I say I have been saving (laughs) examples so I'll post them on my Instagram and stuff as when this episode comes out but just of like Oh my God, it just annoys me so much. I can just like, I feel like it's, I kind of just get secondhand embarrassment thinking of you like (laughs) setting up your tripod and then like literally climbing back into that. Yes, yes. It sounds like it's specifically the ones that start with them getting out of bed as opposed to like, you've already gotten out of bed. This is what you do, camera in hand. And, like, I do love watching, like, you know, like, couples, like, dance in the kitchen and stuff. But then there's always the part of me that it's, like, you set up your phone mm-hmm. and then you, like, dance. <laughs> you like, and I and, and I love when couples, like, kind of do, like, little cutesy pranks on each other yeah. and stuff like that. But I do always wonder. I'm, like, how much of this is real? Yeah. Like, how much of this was actually a surprise prank versus they knew what was going to happen. Yeah. Because I uh, I don't know. It, it leaves me wondering. Yeah, me too. Me too. Petty. So <laughs> fucking petty. <laughs> oh my God. This episode was so much fun. So much fun. Probably way too long for everybody listening, but I hope <laughs> they enjoyed it yes. nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug? Yeah, sure. So boobies and newbies, uh, just like this podcast, you will find it across wherever you're listening to podcasts. I'm also boobiesandnewbies.com. You can listen to past episodes, find all sorts of blog posts, stuff like that. I'm at boobies podcast on just about every social media platform except TikTok because apparently you can't use the word boobies, boobies in your your handle. So I had to settle for boobies podcast, but the two O's are actually zeros. zeros. Classic. Gotcha. Classic. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's that's pretty much it. I do have some fun stuff coming up this summer, but it's all kind of still in in the works. So um, I'm sure there'll be more to know coming soon. But yeah, following me is the is the best way to find out about things. I love that, and I'll be back. Your lives do they turn into podcasts? They don't. They all live on my Instagram. Instagram. But yes, thank you for mentioning that. That you have been kind enough to be my book club guest host this coming month and that will be a live uh instagram discussion that you know even if people miss it they can watch it relive the fun time and time again um on the boobies and newbies instagram page yes and i've downloaded the book but i haven't started (gasps) it yet so i'll be oh good i'll be reading and taking notes my fate i i ever since i started this podcast now everything i do watch tv (laughs) But even if I can TikTok, I'm taking notes. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> and this is, I think this is going to be a spicy one. I think it's going to oh, be like a love dark, us. spicy, arranged marriage or like marriage of convenience. Mm. Love it. Love it. Okay. I cannot wait. <laughs> Thanks for coming Me too. on. <laughs> Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Kelly for joining me on today's episode. Here are a few updates about our Met Gala predictions that Sammy and I talked about in episode 90. I feel like I'm mouth breathing and it's like the most disgusting thing. So I'm going to keep this really fucking short. We thought or we wanted desperately for Taylor Swift to be at the Met Gala and she was not, which was like so disappointing. I just wish that we could see her at some of these big events, but I understand also why she doesn't go to them also so yeah just sad that she wasn't there there was also just that weird shit with kim kardashian about diet stuff and then like it was kind of revealed that she possibly lied about the dress actually fitting just tied at the back because it didn't fit over her bum and that's why she was wearing the fur so just super super weird shit emma chamberlain who i talked about on episode 90 again with sammy looked fucking unreal at the met one of my favorite looks i feel like it really embodied the gilded glamour theme i'm gonna put the powerpoint i made for oh i don't think i mentioned this (laughs) i okay peak pandemic merch 2020 my friends and i on skype did a powerpoint party which is a party (laughs) where you have like 10 minutes to make a powerpoint on any topic that you think about i often see them on tiktok i don't know if people still super do them anymore because again i think it was kind of a pandemic thing but i chose to do mine on emma chamberlain and i think it's really funny so i'm gonna upload it to my google drive and i'll put it in the episode show notes and then literally all i wrote in here was songs and I think I just mean that like all like there's a trend on TikTok right now that's just like making fun of her boyfriend role model or Tucker and like his songs about her one of them is called like masturbation song and then it's just she's in the music video and like it's kind of cringe I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast I'll post some TikToks on my Instagram about it because it's so funny because all the comparisons are to Dylan and Haley from Modern Family <laughs> And it's just really, really funny. I also dressed up as her for Halloween, I feel like. Okay, so (laughs) if you're an OG follower of this podcast, you'll also know that I literally dropped $300 
on an espresso coffee machine because she because she used an espresso coffee machine. So, um, I feel like in the last two episodes, I've been like super chill about how obsessed I was with her, but like it's all coming out now how much I loved her. I just for her as <laughs> how for Halloween in 2019. And then I also told a story on my Instagram about how when my sister and I went to LA in December of 2019, I literally made her go to a Phil's coffee shop. And then I, I ordered the same, it was called like Dancing Waters. I ordered the same drink that Emma Chamberlain would get like every day in her like thrifting or like, I don't know, vlog videos. And Phil's has like a weird like, menu and like ordering system like you can't just be like oh I needed like a latte you have to like specifically say something so I remember I like went online and like looked up what I had to say and like literally practiced it before I went and then um it was like like a medium iced like dancing waters with almond milk and like vanilla or something like that I literally think that was that was the order anyways I remember also I did put this on my Instagram but I probably will um I am pretty sure earlier that year my mom and I went to Portland I think this was like April or May 2019 and I remember really liked Dutch Bros coffee so I made my mom twice go through the Dutch Bros drive-thru because we also don't have those in Canada okay this is a crazy I don't think I have been this obsessed with a celeb I don't know I don't know like definitely like Justin Bieber and stuff back in the day and Cody Simpson I wanted the his doll so bad um, but like, this was weird, okay? This was fucking weird. Okay, moving on. Black China versus the Kardashians. Um, they reached a verdict and Black China lost the case. The Kardashians won. They found the Kardashians not guilty of like conspiring against shutting down the second season of Robin China. They thought it was for valid reasons. The fucking boldest thing though, and just like the most interesting thing I think about this case is they weren't there for the fucking verdict of like uh, between 100 million and 140 million dollars court case they were at the fucking met when the verdict was being reached and was being read and I wish I had the type of money that I could just you know be in a different city and not give a fuck that I might be paying a hundred million dollars in damages in a court case and I just would be living my best life at a fucking gala so yeah just absolutely ridiculous also today Ray J who was the person that Kim had sex with on tape that was quote unquote leaked back in the day uh 15 years ago leaked texts uh basically saying that he was in a partnership with Kim and Chris um and the video wasn't leaked without consent it was a planned like launch uh as well as that there are more tapes and this is just one of a few so I don't know does this change anything for you or is this just confirming what we already knew kind of wild about the leaked texts and I'll post those on my Instagram stories because they're just too long to read out now but yeah basically just calling the show like a complete and utter farce 
Okay, I think that's it. Let's wrap it up. Go to my Instagram for, I'm going to post my worst looks, more of my worst looks from the Met Gala and save the date for May 25th at 5 p.m. on the at boobies podcast instagram with kelly we're going to be discussing the reluctant bride by monica murphy it's a book club so come join us i would love we should do an rtbb book club honestly it's gonna be super fun my first instagram live since march 2020 (laughs) and we're just gonna talk romance novels and you know read out some smut scenes and like just all of that good stuff So once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.